0: If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. It's the Mike Francesa Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to the Mike Francesa Football Friday podcast for week number eight. Uh, a big week because we have reached the Halloween weekend, which Halloween will be Tuesday. And it also is the trade deadline, 4 o'clock on Tuesday. So if you're looking for your team to bolster uh, its roster in some way, as Philly did this week, or if you're looking for teams to send players packing, as it looks like someone like Tennessee wants to do with some of their older key players, uh, and look for some teams like the Eagles, to continue to replenish their secondary, and they did a very good job in that regard this week. The Eagles are always one step ahead. They really are. They're very well run, and when they need something, they go get it, and, and they figure out a way. So does Kansas City. Kansas City tries to make the other guy pay for it, but listen, they continue to try to get players. They, they show you they're not happy with their wide receiver colony. We'll see if they make another deal uh, this week. They're not going to make the big deal. OK, Devontae Adams is not going to be headed to the Chiefs, uh, something like that. But the bottom line is they might add another player. You have unhappy players like Cook who wants out of the Jets because he feels like he's not being utilized. And clearly he has been a big disappointment. Uh, that's where we begin this week. Um the Jets and Giants meet whenever they do. It's a big deal. It's an especially big deal this year because there were such expectations. They've, both teams have gone through so much turmoil. You know, the Rodgers' injury so early and everything that happened there. The Jets rebound the last couple of weeks to where they think they're back in the mix, and hey, they would be if they win this game. The Giants off a win last week trying to get another win here, a very big emotional win, a game that would give them bragging rights in a big way in New York. Do not discount that. That is a very big issue here in New York. You might not be around the country, but in New York, the team that wins this game is going to really be puffing out its chest. I can promise you that, even if it's the Giants, who are right now two and five, Uh, it will be Tyrod Taylor, as it should be. And again, this has been a debate, and the folks in the uh, Daniel Jones side of the ledger are, you know, personally affronted by the fact that you would bring up playing Taylor. Hey, they have had Daniel Jones beat to a pulp this year. You have watched him forget everything that went right last year and revert to bad habits. We have seen him beat up and just, you know, unmercifully. And now the Giants have played better with Taylor. Now it looks like the Giants could get healthier on the offensive line, but, you know, the makeshift offensive line showed promise last week. I think a big part of that is Taylor, but it, ha- it did. It started the run block better in the Buffalo game. And now it has started to gain some cohesiveness. I think Pew has made a difference in terms of just bringing some continuity and some cohesiveness to that offensive line. And that is always a big part. It's an underrated part, and it's a forgotten part of what makes offensive lines work. Offensive lines have to be a, a, just a well, well-synchronized, cohesive group that believes in each other it, when that works they play a lot better they just do and the giant line played better now it's going to get an acid test this week because this jet front is deep it is good it'll put a lot of pressure on the offensive line it's very good in the red zone where both of these teams fail dramatically the Giants have looked better defensively. They've gotten far superior linebacker play the last couple of weeks. They, are, they played better. Lawrence picked it up. There's been a lot of debate about Thibodeau. He has been hot and cold. He hasn't played terribly. He hasn't played well. Okay, He's been somewhere in the, in the middle of that. Okay, But he hasn't been a bust. That's just not fair. Um, the OLs on both teams are weak links. And it'll be very interesting in what will be an incredibly emotional game. It is a very, very big win for the winner. It is a very, very big loss for the loser. And it is an incredibly an emotional game. There's no way around it. It just is. It's big here. And it, and it will impact the psyche of these players on both teams. It will be something the winner will build off. Now, Taylor is not the future of the Giants, at quarterback. But if you haven't seen the team play better, now, you want to say it's the chicken or the egg. You want to say the offensive line's played better. That's why Taylor's played better. The play calling's been more uh, aggressive with Taylor. Hey, all of this is part of the same thing. Taylor has calmed things down. He has delivered the deep ball, which Jones was not doing. He has had the offensive line cut down on sacks. They've run the ball better. Now Barkley's healthy again. So the bottom line is the Giants are acting more like a football team than they did that mess that started the season. And the Jets will be healthier this week. They'll get both their corners back. Remember, they beat the Eagles with guys who were coming off the practice squad in the secondary. That's why that was a very weird game, you know, but I have to caution myself and I think you have to be fair to the Jets in that you look at it and say, that's a throw that Josh Allen should never have made. That's a gift for the Jets. That's a throw that hurts should never have made. That's a gift for the Jets. Hey, give the Jets credit, credit for forcing these guys into those throws or conning them into these throws or cajoling them into these throws. The bottom line is it's working. And give their defense credit for getting results. And that's what it's about. It's a result-driven sport. Every sport is. Last night, the week began with the Bills. And if you had bet on the Bills last night, you were probably upset that they you know, looked lousy in the second half, weren't aggressive offensively in the second half, and then committed enough stupid plays. Fourth down, hold. Third down, face mask. Fourth down, touchdown to allow Tampa to get that, you want to call it a backdoor cover. It wasn't the classic backdoor cover. a little more time than on the clock. But you knew Tampa wasn't going to win. And you knew all Buffalo was going to do was run out the clock. So the bottom line was when that pass went to Evans, you could uh, you were a loser after betting on the Bills because I think most people probably bet on the Bills last night. Um, so the Bills go to 5-3, and three, but they're anything but impressive. I'm not impressed. And that starts Week 8, Jets and Giants, as we said. Taylor at quarterback again. Uh, Giants a little healthier, make it their center back. Doesn't look like they're going to get their tackles back. Um, Jets get their corners back. Big key in this game is going to be Hall against what the Giants do. I think the Giants really want to blitz in this game. Now, some games they have blitzed, which is their defensive coordinators want. Some games they've backed off and not blitzed a lot. Certain teams you shouldn't blitz. And I think this game they want to be very aggressive, but Hall is an issue. If they flip the screen to him off of Blitz, he's going to go forever. He is a home run hitter. He is probably the best open field runner in the league from the running back position. And he is, if I'm coming up with an aggressive game plan, I am losing sleep about what he can do to my defense if they hit it right and get him the ball as we blitz. That is a very big factor in this game. Rams at the Cowboys. Uh, Rams, you know, they've been dangerous, but they're not great. The Cowboys still searching for that second receiver. Is he out there on the trade market? Maybe. Is it going to be somebody stepping up in their room? Probably doubtful. But they need that for this offense to be better. They just do. Vikings thought they were out of it. Jefferson goes down. Now they're three and four. And they can look at the division and say, hey, if the Lions get enough injuries or the Lions go into a slump, we can win this division. So Cousins has already told you he's going nowhere. He's got a no trade. He's not approving it. So he's going nowhere. Now, do they not trade, Hunter? Do they not make any trades? And do they go forward because of what they're getting at running back, because of what they're getting at wide receiver, because of what they have with Cousins? You know, they lost some one-score games early in the season. They had to. Last year, they were 11-0 in one-score games. They committed a bunch of turnovers in those games. They still threw the ball for 300 yards every week. And they're, they're playing the Packers this week. They're betting the Packers. I wouldn't very much be surprised. I, I'd be surprised they weren't 4-4 four and four going forward. I don't like anything I see from the Packers. Looks like Hawkinson will go. He's had a bad foot. He got hurt in the game last week. He did practice. So it looks like he will go. He's a big key for them too. So um, Vikings are playing better. I took them as an under this year. I thought they were a classic under. They probably still will be an under because it was under 9.5, I think. I could see them, though, right now going eight, nine, nine and 8 instead of going really bad where they look like they were for a while. Falcons and Titans. The Titans look like they want to sell everybody, okay? They look like – and they're going to play both of their kids at quarterback, not Townie Hill. I don't think anybody wants Townie Hill. He's still got a high ankle spring, and I don't think anybody wants him to play quarterback. So uh, I, don't think they, I, I don't think they're trading. They're wonderful running back, but I do think they are looking to trade. They made a big trade with the Eagles this week. I think they're looking to make some more trades. The Saints and the Colts, the Colts got apologized to, and they should have. They got screwed last week by the officials. They should have beaten the Browns. They lost a horrible one-point game. They are still playing very competitive football. Minshaw moves the ball. At will, he just has got to cut down on these huge turnovers. Taylor, yesterday, uh, sat out practice. We'll see what he's doing this week. Moss is hurt too, so they could be down a little bit at running back this week. Watch the Colts. Saints have been very erratic. We know they have trouble with uh, Alave right now. Uh, They have not been able to click, and they should be better than they, they are. The Pats and the Dolphins, there was a lot of talk that Tariq Hill would be out. Sounds like he's going to play. He always plays. Um, this will be a hard one for the Pats down in Florida against the Dolphins um, with all their explosiveness. They still don't have Aishon. He should be back in a couple of weeks, but uh, look for the Dolphins to get a win there. Jags and Steelers. Steelers doing it with mirrors play defense, make a couple of plays in the fourth quarter, get out of there with a win. Would not be surprised if they do again. Jags win this game, they're 6-2. and two. Steelers are 4-2. People haven't mentioned the Steelers. Steelers are 4-2. And, and you would think, you know, they've been awful, but they find a way. I wouldn't be surprised if they do again. This is the game. This is the classic game. slight on the dog at home that they win and win, and win, and win. Eagles, a lot of talk this week that Hertz has got a bad leg. He clearly does. If you've watched him, he's been limping. They said he's playing 100%. They didn't put him on the list. He's playing with a knee brace, so what? Playing Washington. A lot of talk of Washington making trades, especially in their pass rush. Let's see if they do by Tuesday. Remember, trade deadline, 4 o'clock Tuesday. Texans. And the Panthers, Panthers the only winless team. Texans have been a good three and three. They really have. They lost one tough game there. They could have easily had four wins right now. They are well coached. Their young quarterback is playing very well. Uh, They get Tank Dell back from uh, concussion protocol, uh, wide receiver. Uh, Playing very well. Panthers really struggling. Browns at the Seahawks. Good game. Browns defense, terrific. Gave up a lot of points last week to the Colts. Now, Deshaun Watson, who has been awful, is not playing. P.J. Walker's at quarterback, but he's grown a little bit each week. I think this is going to be a tough game, though, against the Seahawks. Ford also out for the uh, Browns. Uh, So they'll have to rely more on Hunt and running back. Uh, I think the Browns could have trouble moving against Seahawks. Seahawks are looking to make trades. They're looking to bolster and go for it. Walker's banged up this week, but he has a habit of playing in these games, too. So watch him from a standpoint if he's your back for, you know, your fantasy stuff and like that. Be careful because a lot of people have him like he's not going to play this week. Watch if he practices this afternoon. If he practices this afternoon, he gets on the field this afternoon, he'll play Sunday. So watch today. Chiefs and the Broncos. Chiefs still, still looking for that. Perfect answer at wide receiver to go with Kelsey. Um, I think they have him in house. They lose Nick Bolton, dislocated wrist, surgery out at least two months. Big loss. Chief defense, I think, can be the best defense they've had in this whole run. So, uh, but this is a tough break. That's a big loss, Bolton, and he's going to be out for a while. Broncos. A lot of talk of Jerry Judy being traded. Who cares? Bottom line is they're not going anywhere. They'll win a couple games here or there. I doubt very much they'll beat the Chiefs who own them. Uh, Ravens. Ravens are this close, this close to being an elite team in this league. They're getting healthier. Their offense is better through the air right now than about at any time it has been under this quarterback. Their defense is getting better by the week. As I said, they started the season ravaged by injuries. They're getting better. They're going to win this week and be 6-2. and two. Be careful. This team has thrust itself into the conversation. While Cincinnati has had rough patches, while Buffalo has had rough patches, beware of Baltimore. The Chiefs are number one in the AFC right now. You put a gun to your head, you're going to pick the Chiefs to go to the Super Bowl. They're the best team in the AFC. But beware, Baltimore is about to emerge in a big way, and you know they're well-coached. Bengals and the Niners. Now, Niners, it looks like Purdy's not going to play. We don't know for sure. Purdy started experiencing very bad headaches on the flight home. The feeling was on one of those fourth and shorts, he got hit in the head. When guys go into protocol during the week, they rarely play. I would doubt he would play, which would mean Sam Donald's at quarterback this week against Cincinnati. I'd be surprised if Purdy plays. Samuel's not playing. McCaffrey is banged up. He's going to play. He's banged up. I don't know about Trent Williams yet. The feeling was he was only... Excuse me, only going to miss one week. But the Niners, as I told you early in the season, the one thing that the reason I put them below the Eagles as the best team in the NFC is because they have a habit of getting their key guys hurt. And when they do, they don't survive it. And right now, they're headed down that road again. Purdy, Samuels, Trent Williams. McCaffrey banged up with the oblique down the road. Uh, you know what? Be careful with them. They're going to the playoffs, but be careful with them. They can't survive those kind of injuries. Um, whoever's scheduled the Sunday and Monday nights should be ashamed of themselves. These games are awful. Bears and Chargers on Sunday night. I mean, please. It's hard enough to watch the Chargers shoot themselves in the foot despite the fact they move the ball up and down the field every week, but they'll find a way to shoot themselves in the foot in the fourth quarter. And then the Bears, who are playing with Tyson, imagine the quarterback again, Fields is not ready to come back, although they say he's now week to week. He's not playing this week. Um, uh, You have to love the NFL or have absolutely nothing to do to like this game. This game is brutal. I mean, unless you say, hey, you know what? Chargers are finally going to have a big week. They're going to beat on somebody, and they're going to beat the Bears 37-13. to 13. Well, that might happen this week because the Chargers sure need a win like that, and their coach needs a win like that, and their quarterback needs a win like that. So they, they do need a win like that. And then the Monday night game is a much better. The Raiders, who have been awful. You look at the Raiders, and you say, Devontae Adams, Jacobs, Garoppolo, who's always hurt, and they can't move the ball. Jacobs has done nothing this year. Nothing. Adams, miserable, wants out. They won't let him out. Um, Raiders have ability. Now the Lions coming off a big loss last week. They got pounded by the Ravens. They're beat up, but they still have a cushion. You would think they'd bounce back at home playing a Monday night game. They haven't been on Monday night in years, so they're going to be all excited. They're probably going to have some theme again at home, and the Raiders will find a way to screw up, and the Lions will be emotional, and the Lions will probably get a one-sided win. It's just the way – it's hard to believe in the Raiders. It really is. They're just, they're just a mess. They should be much better than they are, uh, and that's a lousy Monday night game. The only thing worse than that is the Sunday night game, which is the Bears and the Chargers. I mean, those are lousy primetime games. But what can you do? Um, remember, trade deadline is Tuesday. A lot of talk. There's not a lot of quarterback talk. Other than Tony Hill and nobody wants them. Cousins said going nowhere. Don't see any other quarterbacks being traded. Uh, running backs, a lot of talk about running backs, but nobody wants to pay for them. So I don't see the big guys moving wide receivers. Yeah. You might get a Jerry Judy moved. You might get a Renfro moved. You might get a couple of guys moved. You're not going to get Devontae Adams moved. I'd be shocked. Defensive linemen, Possibly a couple of edge pass rushes. Maybe a couple of guys in the secondary. Possibly Cleveland's looking for offensive linemen. I mean, so who isn't, uh, you're going to get a handful of trades. Remember, 4 p.m. Tuesday trade deadline. That's it for the NFL. That's it. This is it. Other than practice squad or free agency, there's no more way to get players after Tuesday. So that's it. So if you're going to make your move, make it now. Kansas City's always shopping. Philly's always shopping. Why? Because they're thinking Super Bowl. That's why. Philly goes out and adds to their secondary this week. Smart move, absolutely there. A team that's always one step ahead. Kansas City brings Hartman back. They have a bunch of the same guys at wide receiver. He doesn't have his guy yet, but I don't think he's that far away from having him. I think he is in-house, and that's the bottom line. I do think he's there, okay? So I think he has to believe, and Andy has to believe that the player is there because I, I do think he is. And we know how much they want to rely on Kelsey. We know that in every, every big spot, they're going to, they're going to give the ball to Kelsey we, they, and get the ball to Kelsey. We understand that. Okay. We know that's going to be the case. It's always going to be the case, but I think that they have, you know, early in the year, I thought that Sky Moore was going to be the guy and he isn't, Um Even last year, I thought maybe Tony might do it. But you know what? I don't think he's going to do it either. So do I think that, you know, they have guys there that can become that player? I do. I just think they have to believe in him. And I think they have to just sort it out to where they give the right guy enough, enough repetitions and enough targets to get the job done. I think that's critical. I really do. I think that becomes, you know, as big a thing as they can can do. And I think Rice can be that guy. I think he you saw him last week. I think he had five catches and a touchdown. He can get deep. He's explosive. He catches the ball. He is good off the line of scrimmage. I think he's the guy that will emerge as the guy who separates himself from the rest of those wide receivers and becomes the second target behind Kelsey, and they need to find that. Mahomes has to know there's a guy he can depend on in that wide receiver group. It's imperative. It makes a big difference for them. All right, emails when we come back. You're listening to the Mike Francesa Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Mike Francesa Podcast at gmail.com. That's where you send your emails. Let's get a couple of football emails in before we go and before we touch on the World Series, okay? Uh, and the uh, very unlikely World Series. All right, Josh. If Daniel Jones proves not to be the guy, how do the Giants find their QB? Hey, the way everybody else does. You know, Ernie Acorsi told me years ago, he made a comment and he said, you know what? You know what I've learned in this business? Can't have too many quarterbacks. You can't have too busy a quarterback room. When you have a chance to add quarterbacks, add them because you can't have, it's like having too much pitching. You can't have too many quarterbacks. You don't know ever where your quarterback is coming from. So that's how you go out and get him. If it's not Daniel Jones, then you go out and you draft one. And you, maybe you draft him on the third round, and you think he's going to be just another player, and he turns out to be a star. It happens all the time. Mark, what are your thoughts on the quality of football played up to now? Hey, we go through this now every year in this league because training camp's not the same. Special teams are not the same. And even running game is not the same anymore. So the game has changed and it can often be very sloppy. That's just the way it is. Gary, what's your explanation as to why the Raiders have not been close to winning? Because they've been terribly run, case closed. There's nothing to add. Terribly run, on the field, off the field. And that includes the late Al Davis years. And that's blasphemy because Al Davis, for a long time, was way ahead of everybody else. And I had great respect for Al Davis. But... Late, Al Davis did some things that had you scratching your head. Patrick, I uh, was happy to see the Giants win last week. However, their start compared to what everyone expect, expected, a loss this week leaves them 2-6. and six. The Giants simply have no room if they want to salvage this season. Hey, that is Patrick's way of saying what we all know. This is a huge game this week. This is a season maker for the Giants. For the Jets, it would give the Giants bragging rights, and the Jets are very big on bragging these days. It would also stop their momentum right now in, a, in what they deem a winnable game. The Jets think they're going to come in here and pound the Giants. And I have no doubt of that. And the Giants think we got a surprise in store for the Jets. Neither team can score in the red zone The Jets' defense is much better than the Giants. It's much more consistent. It's great in stopping teams in the red zone. It's got a deep and very, very efficient pass rush going up against an offensive line that you have no faith in. Although it has been better the last couple of weeks, I have to be fair. I expect the Giants to be very, very emotional. I expect them to play their best game of the season. Is it enough? We'll see. I think it's going to be a very close game, and I expect it to be a low-scoring game because these teams are just usually very inept on offense. Pete, as someone who is too young to witness with appreciation, Aikman and Marino, uh, is there a game or two from each of their tenures that you would recommend going back and watching? Oh. Well, with Marino... There are so many early in his career, so many. Go back and watch the 85 Bears coming in undefeated and Miami being the only team to beat their pass rush, to beat the Blitz, and to beat the Bears that year, or even come close. So that's vintage Marino right there. Go watch Marino to the Marks brothers at any point Early, we want Marino early in his career, le- first five years. As far as Aikman, Aikman was the perfect player in perfect conditions when the team was ready to operate, and the weather was good because he was a bad, bad weather quarterback. There was nobody who played a cleaner or more precise or more perfect game. Aikman, and I mean this, and I, if you know my show and you know me, you know that I have uh, very high regard for Aikman, and I like him very much personally. We, we've always been very friendly. Um, so I have great respect for Troy Aikman. Aikman was a classic thrower, couldn't handle a wet ball at all, was accurate, had a great fastball. Uh, and if you had a guy who was operating – with a team that was operating well, no quarterback ever operated better. He was great at running a first-class outfit because he would make no mistakes. They didn't call a whole lot of plays. I mean, the Cowboys just were a little bit like the Lombardi Packers in the new world, in the new era, because what they would do was they would just they would run lead draw with Emmett Smith. That was their base, and that was their prevalent running play. And they would run very conventional, very efficient, deadly pass routes. They had the receivers to do it. They had the offensive line to block it, and they had the quarterback to deliver it. Case closed. That's why they won. So you could take any of the Cowboy big victories and find Troy. I mean, that's easy. Absolutely easy. They were, you know, it's funny. Marino's always linked to Elway. He's very really linked to Aikman. That's who you want to link Elway to. And don't discount Elway. Because Elway, who took a lot of heat early in his career, was a brilliant, brilliant quarterback. Made more mistakes than the other guys, but also made more thrilling plays than anybody I ever saw her except Roger the Dodger. Starbuck won, Elway too. As far as making the great play with his arm, with his legs, Elway was a brilliant, brilliant football player. Now, World Series. All right, nobody. We all know the Diamondbacks were called one of the worst teams that makes the playoffs. They were called one of the worst teams ever to play in the <laughs> League Championship Series. We know nobody expected them to be here, and they're here. Give them great credit; they've done an incredible job. Now they get a Ranger team that is managed by a guy who all he does is win prolifically in the postseason. Number two, they have a big game pitcher that they have to beat right off the bat in Game One. In big game, Nate, Nate Evaldi, who's 4-0 this year, who has been a big-time postseason pitcher his whole life. The Rangers are 9-5 to five favorites to win the series. They're 9-5 to five favorites to win the first game. Will it be surprising if they don't win the World Series? Yes. Do you give the Diamondbacks a chance? I think you have to. Now, a lot of times, it goes both ways. You see teams that have this incredible run and come out of nowhere like the Diamondbacks. And they get to the World Series and they go bust. They turn into a pumpkin. But I've also seen teams that, you know, continue them, the magic. Uh, pirate teams and Dodger teams and, you know, even the 69 Mets, although their pitching was so, so good, and they were so good late. From August 15th, they were like the best team in baseball. So, And they won 100 games in the regular season, so it wasn't like they weren't good. Um, This team, here's the key. Answer this question, you answer the puzzle. Now, do they need a couple other guys other than Marte to hit in this series? Yes. Do you know that uh, the Rangers are going to hit? Yeah, because... Garcia's going to hit. He already has seven homers and 20 RBIs. Uh, is going to hit. Carter's going to hit. A couple of guys at the bottom of the order are going to hit. Simeon hasn't even hit yet, so if he starts hitting, okay, he's had a bad postseason offensively. Um, their bullpen is vulnerable, the Rangers. That's their, the one thing I worry about with them. Their bullpen is vulnerable. We've seen that. And then Arizona has got to get the bullpen to perform the same way it did. Nine shutout innings the last two games in Philly against that lineup in that bandbox. Nine shutout innings from Seawald and Ginkle and Thompson and uh, Sal Frank. They have got to get that throughout this series. The key for them. Somebody in the middle of the order has to get hot, like a walker. And the bullpen has to continue its magic for them to pull off the big surprise. I expect the Rangers to win in like six games, okay? That's conventional wisdom. I'll be rooting for the Diamondbacks because, hey, they're fun. You know, they're a bunch of ragtaggers. They're not supposed to be here. You know, when you don't have a team here, You root for the guys who are the underdogs. And they're big underdogs, and they deserve it. So, hey, they've given you a lot of laughs and a lot of fun. And I think the playoffs have been really good. I've enjoyed them. I thought some of the Texas-Houston games were classic. I loved watching, you know, Game six and sevens in both series. So I've been into the baseball. I really have. I think the baseball has been terrific. I know the ratings have ticked up after the first two in this day and age, the way they move these games around and the way they sell these and package these games, you can't even talk to old-time ratings and new-time ratings because it's a different world. So don't even worry. Don't get yourself all upset about that. Don't worry about, what the, oh, the ratings are off compared to this. Look what this. Don't worry about that. Just enjoy the product. And the product's been good. The games have been entertaining, and that's all you're looking for. They've been dramatic. They've been entertaining. That's all you're looking for. Enjoy. Thanks for listening to the Mike Francesa podcast on the Bet Rivers Network.